We are going to start off our show today with breaking news. In the early morning hours of Wednesday, July 7th, the controversial Haitian President Jovenel Moïse was assassinated during an attack on his private residence. Claude Joseph, the country's acting prime minister, said a group of unidentified individuals attacked Moïse's home at around 1 a.m. and fatally wounded him. His wife was also wounded. She is reported reportedly hospitalized and fighting for her life. Uh, Moise, a former banana exporter from the private sector, had been accused of rampant corruption and human rights abuses. And indeed, uh, for several years now, Haitians have been on the street protesting against this U.S.-backed president. Let us go now to a clip from CBS about the assassination. We have breaking news from Haiti, where the country's president is dead this morning, assassinated in what's being described as a middle-of-the-night attack. Jovenel Moise had been in office for four years and had been the target of months of protests. Haiti's interim prime minister said Moise's wife was also wounded in the attack. With us on the phone now is Jacqueline Charles. She's the Caribbean correspondent for the Miami Herald and has covered Haiti extensively. Uh, Jacqueline, good morning to you. What are you hearing about this assassination? Yes. Hi. Good morning. So what we are hearing is that it occurred in the middle of the night or the middle of the morning, sometime around 1 a.m., according to um, the current acting interim prime minister. Um, these are unknown, unidentified assailants that in video circulating identified themselves as DEA agents or that this was a DEA operation. Um, these were not DEA agents. Um, there was no DEA operation. Um, one high-ranking official told me that these are, quote-unquote, mercenaries. Um, we're still trying to figure out who they were, who hired them, what's the motive behind all of this. Um, and, yes, the president was, quote-unquote, wounded. Uh, Mortally wounded, but he is he is dead. The uh, the statement from the prime minister's office says that some of the unidentified assailants spoke Spanish. Is, is that credible? Uh, and also, what's the backdrop here? What led up to this middle of the night attack? So yes, it is credible. They spoke Spanish and they spoke English with an American accent. Um, you know, the backdrop, Haiti is a country that has been in chaos now for a while. President Moïse has been in office for four months. He's been contested um, almost in the minute that he got into office. Um, lately, you know, you have a sector of the population in civil society that said they did not recognize him because his presidential term expired February 7th of this year. He said no. He still had another year to go. The United States actually backed him up on that claim. At the same time, he was trying to force through a constitutional referendum. And the majority of Haitian legal experts and constitutional experts said that it was illegal. At the same time, he's been getting pressure to hold legislative elections because he's been ruling by decree since January 2020. And in ruling by decree, he made a number of decisions or passed presidential orders, one of which was to create a secret intelligence agency. And he also redefined what would be considered, you know, terrorism, basic acts of protest like burning tires. They decided that that was terrorism under these new domestic laws. So this is a president that has faced a lot of controversy in a country where you have a humanitarian crisis, you have an armed gang crisis, alarming spikes in kidnappings. Since June 1st, you've had more than 16,000 Haitians who have been forced out of their homes in poor working-class neighborhoods because of armed clashes with rival gangs. Uh, you also have an economic crisis. I mean, it has just been an overall country that's volatile. And today, with the death of the president, I've been told that there is no constitutional legal solution in terms right. of who should take charge. 
All righty, there you go. Let us welcome our guest. Welcome back to Sojourner Truth, um, Haitian national Pierre Leboisier, one of the most respected progressive voices on Haitian politics. Pierre Leboisier has dedicated his entire life advocating for the improvement of the Haitian impoverished uh, through the Haiti Action Committee, an organization that he co-founded. Pierre Leboisier has tirelessly championed grassroots efforts to improve education, bring about social justice, and develop a stable democracy for the people of his home country. In the five years since the devastating 2010 earthquake that killed hundreds of thousands of Haitians and caused immeasurable amounts of destruction to the island nation, Pierre Bossier has focused on funding repair and rehousing efforts and turning global consciousness towards the serious issues that Haitians people face. Pierre Bossier, welcome back. Thank you very much, Margaret. Okay, so um, Pierre, tell us the latest. What are you hearing on the ground? I mean, many, many shot, I imagine, by uh, the assassination of Jovenel Moïse. And I imagine that um, for the people been demanding for Jovenel to go. It's not there's any love lost um, between, you know, with them in terms of Jovenel Moïse. But what are you hearing? Yeah, Jovenel Moïse as an individual, of course, he was very, um, he's a contemptible individual. And um, for the way he got into office, he was uh, imposed on the people of Haiti. And Margaret, you and I were present during these so-called elections, but we were from what we saw, it was just a fraud. It was just a fraud because the choice had already been made. And even though Dr. Uh, Maris Narcisse from Formilavalas was um, credited with, with having won the elections in terms of the turnout of the people, the massive voting, but still through uh, subterfuge, fraud, and everything else, um, Jovenel Moïse was put in office first round. And um, people in Haiti had boycotted um, the, the inaugural. Nobody showed up. Very few, very, very few people did show up. So we witnessed all of that. And throughout his stay in office, it's been very clear that the well-being of the Haitian people was never something that was on his mind. It was the con- uh, his party, which is called the Parti Haïtien-Tête-Calais, meaning the Haitian skinhead party, the skinheads, you know, um, ultra-right wing, uh, they are, they, they've been under Martelly, they started this massive looting of, they continued, but the, there, was there was an increased, increased looting of the country's funds, uh, the monies from the earthquake donations were, a lot of it was dilapidated, squandered, and Jovenel Moïse continued with those same policies. And um, under his rule, actually, they actively they continued what Martelly had started, which was attacks against the population for land grabs, to chase people out of their homes, chase people away from places where they lived, taking over those areas, supposedly to develop the areas, but it was nothing but a vast operation of taking over people's lands, turning people into internal refugees and People were forced to flee Haiti. Also, external refugees ending up in in Brazil, in 
um, Chile in, and now on the Mexico border, going to all the various islands, fleeing the hell that Haiti had become. So you are correct in that this man, there is no, no love lost there. And um, the people of Haiti are very, but what it shows also is that the, his assassination does not resolve the basic issues that the country has been dealing with. The struggle of the people for genuine democracy, where the resources of the country, the tax money that the people are paying, can come back to them in terms of basic services, such as water, hospitals, schools, and they can live decently, creating employment, providing for local agricultural production, all those things that will lift the Haitian people out of misery. So there is a question of one individual who represents a sector of, the, of, a, of a very predatory class on Haiti, uh, on the people of Haiti, and uh, what the people's movement is calling for, which is basic democracy, which is um, the right to have improved living conditions and that their tax money be used for their betterment and not to line the pockets of Jovenel Moïse and other politicians. Right, and, and Pierre Labossier, just uh, wanting to uh, basis with you on this. The position of the United States, uh, they have been backing uh, Jovenel Moïse, helped basically uh, to put him in place. Um, many people refer to him as a selected uh, president. Uh, in the end, uh, there was enough pressure on the Biden administration that at least they came out against this uh, constitution, this new constitution that uh, Jovenel Moïse was putting forward, a constitution that we understand takes us back to the uh, brutal Duvalier-type um, uh, constitution that the Haitian people had managed uh, to get rid of the Duvalier regime. So there's that on, on the one hand, uh, but on the other hand, the United States was still pushing for uh, elections uh, to happen in Haiti, even though everyone has on the ground and, and people have been saying, the movement has been saying, this is just not possible given the conditions on the ground. I, I wondered uh, if you would comment on that. And also the development of what's happening on the ground, because Pierre, you might recall when the Sojourner Truth team we were uh, down in Haiti, Romero, Funes, and myself, and went into La Saline, where a massacre had happened um, by the uh, with the support of the Moise administration against a community that was a stronghold of opposition to the Moise, um, you know, to the Moise government, uh, carried out by a man known as Barbecue, and recently. Uh, we saw that Barbecue has now formed an organization called the G7. They seem to be getting support still uh, from the government. But also, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to name a name here. You have a journalist like Kim Ives, who is frequently on Democracy Now!, um, running around um, claiming that uh, this very barbecue, this killer, is some kind of revolutionary leader. So there's a lot happening right now at this particular moment, and who knows what forces came together to carry out this assassination. Pierre Le Bossier. 
Yes, and, and the big elephant in the womb is also the occupation of Haiti. Haiti is occupied. Haiti is occupied ever since the 2004 coup d'etat against President Aristide, the kidnapping coup when President Aristide was kidnapped in February 2004. Since then, Haiti has been occupied by, U, by the, um, uh, ostensibly by the U.S., France, Canada leading the pack with Brazil, and um, but they have the ca- they are carrying this ongoing occupation uh, under the flag of the United Nations. So the present United Nations mission in Haiti is BINU, B-I-N-U-H, and uh, supposedly they are there to pro- to promote justice, to promote democracy, to protect the Haitian people. But what we have seen, starting with the first UN uh, occupation called MINUSTA, uh, the first acronym MINUSTA in 2004, it's been a systematic uh, attack on the population, on the poor people living in the various poor neighborhoods, poor communities. Why? Because those people were demanding that their vote, they had voted for President Aristide, that their vote be respected, that their tax money provide services for them that they are entitled to under the Constitution of Haiti. So. This is the actual backdrop of everything that's going on. It's been 18 years of occupation, yet the, con- the conditions of the country have never been worse in- than they are right now. And this is so shameful, what's going on. And there has been tons of money. We are talking, some people are claiming $18 billion just vanished. Nobody knows. Not one hospital built for the people, whereas when President Aristide was in office, with $1.2 billion, several clinics were built, hospitals, schools, uh, providing uh, subsidies for, for children, uh, hot meal programs, everything else. On that $1.2 billion when he was in office. So the Haitian people are very clear, and they've been demonstrating in the, street, in the streets against the occupation, against the handpicked the imposed presidents, like Martin Lee, Jovenel Moïse, who've been imposed on, on them to carry out this um, ongoing repression. And also bringing it back, Jovenel Moïse is the continuation, you might say, or the and same as Martin Lee. It's the rebirth of the Duvalier dictatorship, because François Papadoc Duvalier was put in power in 1957, the same way by the U.S. through fraudulent elections that were stolen, according to recent documents that have been um, that have been made public, and uh, Duvalier was imposed. And there was a, a reign of terror, first by the Haitian military, later on he created the Tonton Makouts, who are like a death squad nationally, and this is exactly who the Jovenel Moïse and Martelly governments um are modeling themselves after. For example, um, it's no accident that Jovenel Moïse had gone to the Dominican Republic on, in the first few days of his election, following his selection, I should say, and met with dictator Henry Namfi, who was living there. Now, Namfi is a known killer who had participated in those massacres in the early days of Papa Doc Duvalier, and also um, had conducted a massacre against the people of La Saline, people in the neighborhood of Cité Soleil, when President Aricide, then Father Aricide was saying mass, they burned down the church and committed other atrocities. So he went to see him, 
And uh, they, whatever they discussed pretty much is what Jovenel Moïse came back to Haiti and it established a reign of terror against the population. And um, many people, and you mentioned Lassaline, you're being there, you videotape everything that has gone on. And what they are calling gangs today, and many reporters try to distance them from the Haitian government. It's a clever way that when I say they, I mean the Haitian government and the UN occupation. What they have done is actually empowered, bought money and guns to get criminals to, crimin- to get criminals out of the prisons to make a situation with that's so uh, economically uh, oppressive that many young people are being forced into this gang life, and they are turning them loose on the population, which is exactly what the Tonton Marcouts had done and putting a campaign of terror out there. So this, this guy that you mentioned, Jimmy Cherizier Barbecue, is one such killer in the style of the, of the worst Tonton Marcouts during the Papa Doc and Baby Doc years. And that's what he's been doing. So for a reporter like uh, Kim Ives to call this man a revolutionary, and there's been a whole campaign to try to create this kind of confusion against the people of Haiti and to present that to the world. But the people of Haiti know better because they are the victims of Jimmy Cherise barbecue and others. It's the G9 group of gangs that was federated, and it was federated by the government of Jovenel Moïse, which issued them uh, uh, their 501c3, so to speak, status in Haiti. And also, they were praised by the Secretary General of the UN, Antonio Guterres, I believe, on October, saying that in the areas where they exercise control. Now, imagine, these are gangs, okay, who are killing people in broad daylight, carrying on kidnappings and all kinds of atrocities, burning people's homes, creating the conditions where right now, as Jacqueline Schultz mentioned, you have over 16,000 other people are saying a lot more refugees in Haiti because they've been burned out of their homes. Um, they have killed people. They have burned people alive. And this is the situation where the Secretary General of the UN, Antonio Guterres, called them uh, praise that in the areas that they control. Can you imagine that? That uh, the rate of homicide has gone down. While these people are killing babies as young as 18 months old, uh, just last week, a week ago, I spoke to a mother who's two-year-old, was shot dead with a bullet in the head, and the mother was beside herself. I, I, I was speechless. I'm a father. I didn't know what to say to the poor woman. The term sniper is now part of the Creole language, sniper, because what these G9 gang members, the barbecue people, are doing, they have telescopes, powerful rifles, that, and in Creole people say, that means that using their telescope, they're able to get a clear view of who they are shooting at. And then they, they shoot people at random uh, just to create a campaign of terror. And, and I could go on with so many others. Like uh, two days ago, there is a nurse who's, who's going to an ambulance, and they shot at the ambulance, shooting her in the head, um, and so on and so forth. You know, So the kidnappings, yeah. the random killings, the home burnings. The, this is a campaign of terror to repress the population.
this is abominable. Right. Uh, yes, and, and we'll have to see now um, what happens moving forward because Jacqueline Charles in that clip I played, she said that there isn't, there's no kind of constitutional guide as to what should happen next in terms of who um, should be basically in charge of Haiti at this particular moment. But one, of course, Pierre Labossier, we may never know who were behind this team of assassins. It sounds as though it was clearly uh, very well planned, that there seems to be some international uh, influence uh, on this. Um, someone was heard speaking with an American, a U.S. accent, uh, claiming that they were DEA officials, asking, I suppose, the uh, security at uh, the Moise residence to stand down. Um, Jacqueline Charles and Others are saying, well, this was just a ruse, uh, basically. So one has to wonder, and I'm not um, asking you to speculate at all, Pierre Bossier, but one has to wonder who really was behind this. And if the core group, the United States, France, and Canada, on the face of it, um, supporting Jovenel Moïse, but given what the situation on the ground, clearly he continuing as president and really being able to control anything will certainly seem to be untenable. So the other worry, too, that I've heard uh, from people uh, who are worried now that the United States may use the occasion of all the confusion and controversy uh, around the assassination of Jovenel Moïse to go in um, and invade or have a, a more direct um, occupation presence. Indirectly, they're doing it through the UN troops right now. Um, so just your final thoughts on the situation uh, following this uh, uh, breaking news of the assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moïse and his wife being gravely injured, uh, Pierre Lopassier. You know, in Haiti, um, I just I had heard a priest uh, about um, maybe right uh, 1994 when after President Arisid had returned there was a sermon that he preached and he told and he was uh, giving the people some analysis of the situation which I feel is about the same thing today Jovenel Moïse has been having a lot of arguments with other people from the predatory class from the Haitian bourgeoisie um, very similar to Papa Dog Duvalier, where they are bringing other individuals to take the place. It's not a change. It's not a change of the system, but it's a change of bringing their own individuals in there in key positions to have economic power and removing others. You see kind of a musical chair kind of a thing. And um, But that priest had said, look, when a mongoose, you, you're from the islands, Margaret, so you know the mongoose is a... Um, predator and report, reputedly loves chickens. When a mongoose is fighting with this bird of prey that also likes chickens called a malfini, um, it's not the chicken shouldn't be clapping because they are, they are fighting over the, the victor will end up eating the chicken. Okay, So basically this is what's going on and there has been a lot of infighting among the predatory class in Haiti. So that's one thing that I've heard from people in light of this particular, um, in light of recent things that have been going on. So as you say, it could be from anywhere among that class. 
However, the people of Haiti, their view is they themselves have to take their future in their own hands. What the people of Haiti are presenting is uh, they are capable, beautiful, competent, honest people in Haiti. And there is something that the people call Sali Public, which is a proposal for government of public safety. Jovenel Moïse, the PhDK party, with the help of the UN and the US, have completely destroyed uh, the democratic structures in Haiti. Various institutions have been completely gutted. So people are saying we need a period of transition to have a government, a people's government, for the public safety. Sali Public which will, um, has, needs a 36-month period to put the institutions back together to provide needed essential services for the population, and in that period, put the structures in place so that there can be real elections in Haiti, not fraudulent elections that they are, like we witnessed, that put Jovenel Moïse in there, but real elections where one person, one vote is what will... Um, will actually take place so that the people can put in office true, their true representative, which can start doing the work of rebuilding the country. The U.S. and the U.N. have been completely opposed to this. They wanted Jovenel Moïse to have some show elections, something that, that, um, that resulted in his own selection, where they already pre-pick the people, um, that they want in, in power, and then they have people just go on the day of elections serving as photo op, providing photo opportunities to show, oh, there are masses of people, there is a long line of, pers- of people there voting, and democracy is at work, when they know full well that's a lie. So this yeah. is what, what the situation is, and that's what the people of Haiti are, have been fighting for, real, genuine democracy, so they can start rebuilding their own, their own land. Right, and and P, I just also wanted to mention before you go that our listeners will have an opportunity to hear, dig a bit deeper in the situation in Haiti. Africans uh, rising for justice, peace, and dignity, they're based all over the continent of of Africa, and they are holding a, a webinar called Haiti, The Continuing Struggle for Liberation. It's um, uh, that's going to be Thursday, July the 8th. That's nine o'clock Pacific time, noon Eastern time. And there is information on it, I'm sure, on the uh, Sojourner Truth website, likely on the Haiti Action Committee website as well. So, uh, Pierre Laboissier, we look forward to hearing more from you. I'll be speaking on that as well as as, uh, as Pierre Laboissier. And by then, who knows what, uh, what other breaking news will happen around uh, Haiti. So, Pierre Laboissier, thank you so very much for joining us and please stay well and safe. Thank you, Margaret.